In Philippians chapter 3, beginning verse 12. Hallelujah. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. The reason you're called is because there's a mark upon your life for the preaching of the gospel. There's a mark upon your life for the preaching of the gospel. It's the call of God. He calls you into salvation. He calls you into the family of God. Never in history a child has the power to choose his parents. Always the parents choose the children. When someone adopts a child, they say, this is going to be my daughter. This is going to be my son. And so the parents, the father, the mother, they bring them into the family. Every one of you were called by the father to come into the family of God. Your salvation was not a coincidence. You were set up by God. But they just invited me to Waterburger and they stopped here on the way. It was part of God. Listen, whatever bait it took you to get you into the presence of God, thank God it worked. But it wasn't a coincidence. It was the call of God. It was, it was the mark upon your life to come into the family of God. And, and that's why I want to encourage you, especially if you are not saved, you know, today's the day of salvation for you. The Father is crying out to you, says, come on, come on home. Because what, see, he can't speak to you because of separation of sin and death. But he raises up a man, a woman, to speak to you. And as we preach the gospel, we are grabbing those that are lost, we're grabbing their hands, and we're grabbing the hand of our Father, and we are connecting the two together. And that's why the salvation is so special, so powerful. But it takes a preacher to preach. That's what we are. We are preachers. We are, matter of fact, actually a better word is we are witnesses. We are here to tell those that are lost that there is a father that loves them. And he loved them so much that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for their sins so that they can come back to the Father that they didn't even know they didn't have. They could be welcomed into the family of heaven and that the kingdom of God is now a, a reality to their life. The Bible says the kingdom of God is three things, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The three things that the kingdom is, is the three things that people kill themselves over. 
I can't find any, any peace in this world. I can't find anything that's, that's, that's good. I can't find any joy. So I'm going to kill myself. Or I'm going to hide myself in drugs. I'm going to hide myself in destructive living. I'm going to steal from others because if I could just get this, maybe that will make me happy. But then you get it and it doesn't make you happy. I'm going to drink this. Maybe it will me, make me happy. But when you drink it, it doesn't make you happy. Sin is, 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 is pleasurable for a moment. It has a little high, but it has a deep low. And people try to live and make that their God. They get addicted to drugs. Really what they're saying is this drug is my God. I, I live for this drug. I wake up and I serve this drug. I do everything to get this drug because if I do this, this is my God. But they realize that that life just leads to death. Or I live for this drink and I keep on drinking and drinking and drinking. It's just an idol. But, but no, matter, no matter how much you get, it, it still doesn't satisfy. And it's only for a temporary time. Matter of fact, they end up giving offerings to the toilet. They find themselves on their knees at the altar of alcohol, which is that porcelain bowl. Some serious prayers there. God, I'll never do this again. <laughs> but who will deliver them from that, that death and that destruction? Who will give them the truth? Who will introduce them to Jesus Christ? Who, who, who has the power to introduce them to Jesus Christ? Because there's a lot of teachers that are talking about Jesus, but they don't know him. There's a lot of people that have a doctor in front of their name and, and they're theologians and they could tell you the whole history and they could tell you some deep, deep, deep things that have happened, but they don't know him. They talk about Jesus as if he's dead in a grave. The difference between them and us is we talk about Jesus because he's alive inside of us. Prove it. Look where I was, and now look where I'm at. Look who I used to be, and look who God has made me to be. I mentioned, I mentioned the, 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 the worst man that's living is in Liberia, the most evil man. This man, his, his nickname is Butt Naked General. It's true. Because he would strip off his clothes and as he was doing ritual witchcraft and then go into war that way. But before he go into the war, he would sacrifice a little kid. He, he would eat their flesh. He was a cannibal. I, if I told you any more, you might even, you'll get so disgusted at this man's viewpoint and what he has done, 20,000 people he killed personally. The BBC wrote a whole story on him in 2008 that, said, that labeled him the worst man in the world. And he's still alive. And the reason why he's alive is because he met Jesus. 
And now he's a preacher. I, I might get to meet him. I don't know. But, oh, he deserves to die. He did. He died to who he was. If anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. He deserves to die. Someone died for him. And his name is Jesus. He's been bought with the price of the blood of Jesus. And so now his life is possessed by the Holy Ghost. Instead of being possessed by the devils to destroy, now he's possessed by the Holy Ghost to bring life. Come on. And every one of you, there is a mark, a call upon your life. It's not a coincidence that Jesus saved you. It's not a coincidence that the Holy Spirit came and, lived, and is living on the inside of you. It's not a coincidence that you're hearing the gospel today. You think you're hearing the word of God because you might have some problem. That's a lie. You, have, you are hearing the word of God because God is raising you up and he's shaping and molding you into his image so that when he sends you out, the world will see him in you. Amen. Say, I'm a witness. Hallelujah. That's who you are. So you don't forget who you are. We're not trying to get you to heaven. This is a message for the family. We're trying to raise you up to be who you're called to be so that you can bring others with you. Say, I'm not going by myself. When you get to heaven, you're going to bring mighty many people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. But you have to be a witness. Because that's the true life of a believer. The true life of a believer is someone who will witness about Jesus Christ. Amen. And according to your boldness to live for God will determine how many people will go with you. If you're not bold for Jesus Christ, if you're so, oh, Lord Jesus, I love you so much in your bedroom. But when you walk out of that bedroom, there is no love Jesus for Jesus. There's no witness to Jesus. There's no serving Jesus. You're trying to create an idol. Serve me, Jesus. Serve me, Jesus. No. You serve Jesus. You serve Jesus. You serve Jesus. You've been bought with the price, the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so you have to be bold. How many of you ever heard of uh, the comedians Penn and Teller? I like those guys. They're magicians, you know. One guy talks, the other one doesn't. One guy's big, the other one's small. And, and I, like, I like watching their videos. They're funny and they're good at what they do. But I saw a video of him, of uh, the big guy. Is that Penn? And... He was talking, he just took his camera, you could see that he was like either waking up or going to bed, just, he's just talking to that camera, and he talked about that there was a guy that came to his show that night, 
And after that show, you know, a lot of times they sign autographs or what have you. But this guy, you know, he was just really sincere to meet him, and he got an autograph. But then the guy had taken a little Gideon Bible and had wrote a special note in it and gave it to him. And this guy, this, this comedian, he's an atheist. And he said this. He said, I respect this man trying to introduce Jesus to me. Now, you have to understand, there's a lot of people that understand what salvation is, but the letter without the spirit, it's dead. And so they might have read or heard, but it wasn't given with the breath of the Holy Spirit. So it didn't come alive inside of them. And, but this man had given him a Bible. This man had prayed for him. This man had encouraged him and told him about his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this atheist says, I respect this man. And he's saying this with, with literally almost tears in his, in his eyes. He did the whole video to talk about this guy. He said, listen, if you believe that there's only one way to heaven and that there's a heaven to gain and a hell to walk away from, and that those that believe in Jesus will have their names written in heaven and will, have, will be able to be caught up in heaven in, to be with Jesus. And those that, that have never given their life to Jesus Christ are going to hell. If you really believed it and you kept your mouth shut, that is the greatest wickedness and evil. That's what this atheist said. He says, I respect this guy because he's speaking and doing what he believes. If you don't preach the gospel, you're fake. You make God an idol that, it will, worship, that will serve you because you're always asking him for stuff. But you won't do the one thing that he asked you to do. It's time to pray for boldness, church. But what if I offend them? I'd rather you offend them. And do everything you can to bring them to heaven. Then them not to be offended. And for the rest of eternity, cursing your name. Because you had the power to deliver them. The Bible says their bloods will be, will be on your hands. I mean, if salvation was just to get you to heaven, then why are you still alive? God has a plan for you. It's time to get to work, church. It's time to get to work. What can we do to fill the church? Well, let's get a new light system. Let's get new technology. Let's send out a bunch of flyers and talk about how pretty our church is. Let's shorten the services and talk about messages that give a little bit of 
of, give entertainment and encouragement. Let's make everybody happy. Let's smile a lot. Let's hug a lot. Let's shake hands a lot. But the one thing we don't want to do, let's don't preach the gospel. I'd rather have an empty church and a full heaven than a full church and an empty heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Say, preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Win souls. Win souls at any cost. At any cost, you have to win souls. At any cost, you have to win souls. Every ego needs to fall. Every, every fear needs to go in Jesus' name. You are living. There's, we only have this time. We only have this time. How long do you think you're going to live? What could happen even walking out of this church where people's lives are cut short and then you have to give an account for the time that you lived on this world and you find yourself facing God Almighty and you told him, I didn't witness. Why? I was too embarrassed. Embarrassed of what? Don't you remember when someone was bold to witness to you? How you had mocos and tears and everything coming down? It was the greatest day of your life. Because of what, they, what you were looking for, you didn't know how to find it, but it found you, and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Even Jesus told Peter, he says, this day I'm making you a fisher of men. This day Jesus is making every one of you a fisher of men. Amen. And the thing about, about fishing is you got to at least cast the, 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 the nets. You got to put that pole, that, that hook in the water. You got to put whatever bait. It might be one bait one day, another bait the other day. But at least be fishing. You know, you could be, fi you could be fishing all day and catch absolutely nothing. Get it ready to pack up and go home. And right before you pack up and go home, you're getting ready to do it, but then you say, well, one more time, and you toss that thing, and you get a little nibble, just a little nibble. It steals your bait. You'll be there another hour or two. Because you want to, to catch. That same passion for souls needs to rise up on the inside of you. This morning, nobody, nobody, the, today, nobody, nobody gave their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm getting ready to walk out, I'm getting ready to walk to my car, but I think one more time, one more person. Hey, can I tell you something? God loves you. God has a plan for your life. And then they stop and they listen. And next thing you know, you're praying the prayer of salvation. And there they are looking just like you, moquitos everywhere and tears everywhere. Huh, you guys are, oh, this is the greatest day of my life. Why? Because you chose to witness. You chose to be bold. Everybody say 10. That's the harvest that you have to go get. While I'm gone, I'm believing God. God's going to give every single one of you 10 souls. Let me see your hands. 10 souls. 10 souls. 10. 10. There are 10. 
There are 10. Will you claim them in Jesus' name? I come back. Did you win 10? No, I didn't win any. Did you at least try? No. Let me see your net. It's still dry. You got to catch the net. You got to get it out there. You got to open. I'm going to give you some cheat notes today. I'm, I'm going to help you out, okay? <laughs> Understand this. You're not by yourself. The Holy Ghost is with you. And how many want to see signs and wonders and miracles flow through your life? Well, it, it comes when you begin to witness about Jesus Christ. When you begin to witness about Jesus Christ, the power to bring salvation to that person will rise up on the inside of you. It'll come upon you and flow through you. Amen? You know, you'll never hit a home run unless you step up to the plate. That's right. And so the Lord's calling you to be a witness. Amen. Right. Ten souls. Everybody say ten souls. Ten souls. And, and, and I expect them to get saved. And I expect to see them when, 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 when I come back. And I expect you to introduce me to them when I come back. Amen. Amen. But pastor, I was busy. Go with me to John chapter 6. I got something for your excuses. <laughs> but pastor, you're requiring too much of me. Go to another church Amen. that doesn't win souls. They will entertain you. Matter of fact, go to the movies. It'll be better. Why are you preaching like this? Because the time is short. I'm standing in the path of destruction trying to pull people out of it. I love people so much. I don't want them to go to hell. Do you? I want them to get, I want your family to be saved. I want the valley to be saved. You go around, right now, Venezuela, the, the nation's going through so much struggle, struggle. I'm watching it, and I'm just crying all day yesterday to see the things that are happening and the people hurting and people dying on the streets because of no freedom. And people will say, it was, all they need is love. The only love that there is is Jesus. You could give people whatever you want to give them, but it's not love. The only true love is Jesus. The only thing that changes a man's heart is Jesus. And I believe they need love, the love of God. John chapter 6, do not, verse 27, do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life which the Son of Man will give you because God, the Father, has set his seal on him. Amen. God put the seal of salvation upon Jesus Christ. And Jesus puts the seal, the mark of salvation upon you. You are a son of God. You are bought with the price, the blood of Jesus Christ. Your life is not your own. You've been pulled out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You are now a witness for him. You are now a soldier for Christ. You have been sealed with the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God for that seal. Amen. 
Thank God for that mark of salvation upon your life. But then the Word of God says, don't labor for food. If you are working in whatever you're doing, if it's not attached to the gospel, you're wasting your life. But pastor, all my life, they told me I'm supposed to get a good job. I'm supposed to build a business. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do that. Yes, but it all should be connected to the preaching of the gospel. If it's not connected to the preaching of the gospel, you're wasting your time. I'm doing it for money. Oh, so you're living for bread. What does it say? Do not labor for food which perishes. But what do you labor for? For the food which endures to everlasting life. Salvation. Soul winning. Bringing people into the kingdom of God. That's where your work is. So you might work in a business. You might work in an industry. You might work in, in your whatever you do, whatever job you do. But it has to be attached to the kingdom. I am here to witness about Jesus in this atmosphere. I'm here to live for God here. As God blesses me, I give to the preaching of the kingdom of God. I'm a witness in my workplace. I make sure that my family, my friends, and those I, I work with know that Jesus is alive because I'm a living witness for, before them. Amen. When you truly live that life, your coworkers will pull you aside. Hey, hey, can you pray for me? Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, can you pray I heard you go to that, that church. I heard that you listened to that pastor. So, could you bring healing to me too? Could you introduce me to Jesus? When it's time to pray, they don't look around the room. They look at you. Will you pray for me? Why? Because even if they, they didn't receive Jesus Christ, at least you shared the gospel with them. And once you share the gospel with them, then you keep on just being a witness before the Lord. You might not win them. Bible says one will plant, another will water. But it's the Lord that gives the harvest. Amen? Praise God. And so whatever we do, whether it's our business, whether it's our work, it belongs to the Lord. Our life is not our own. We've been bought with the price, the blood of Jesus Christ. We are called to be witnesses. But pastor, I'm old. You are still called to be a witness. But pastor, I'm young. You're still called to be a witness. I'm embarrassed. Start praying against that embarrassment. Start saying, I'm going to be bold like a lion in Jesus' name. Say no excuses. But, but what if... <laughs> What if my, my business starts to crumble? What if I get fired? What if I get removed from that job? You were not living for that business. You were not living for that job. You were living for the Lord Jesus Christ. If, if you're living for the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever you touch will prosper. God is not giving eternal life to a job. God's not giving eternal life to a business. God is giving eternal life to his sons, to his daughters. Amen. I'm not going to live for an idol of the things of the world. I'm not like them. I'm different. I'm a son of God. So I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to tell everybody that Jesus is alive. I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to speak loud. Why? Because I am a witness, and I don't want them to go to hell. 
I want this valley to be saved. San Benito shall be saved. Harlingen shall be saved. McAllen shall be saved. Westlake shall be saved. The Rio Grande Valley belongs to Jesus. But it takes a boldness to preach. Preach, preacher. Don't, don't wait for your, your pastors to show up to finally preach to your family. When you are with them every day. Yes, come on. Thank you, Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, preach, preacher. Preach. And once you step into that calling, you're going to really find your destiny and your purpose. Once you decide to preach the gospel and tell people, not everybody's going to be on a pulpit. That's right. Not everybody's going to get on a plane and go into the remote parts of the world carrying the gospel. Your block might be your Africa. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Come on. <laughs> your family might be your Jerusalem. Yeah. But just start. Start. Yes. Stop waiting. Oh, I'm just waiting for God's blessings to be upon me. But what are you doing for the Lord? Oh, I'm showing up to church. It's not enough. I'll live for God on Sunday morning, maybe Wednesday night. But the rest of the time, I'm living for the devil. Well, I got so many problems because you're not living for God. You know, it's easy to get clean when you stay in the shower. It's easy to walk in righteousness and holiness, living for God when you're always reaching out to the Lord. Amen. Your victory is in the preaching of the gospel. Yes. Your blessings in the victory of the gospel. Yes. Amen. The thing that you've been asking God to do in your life is going to be attached to the preaching of the gospel. Because yes. your destiny is part of preaching the gospel. Why? Jesus lived to die. Amen. He lived as a living sacrifice given to all mankind. You live to die to yourself and live for God. You are the only Savior that this world will know. It's Jesus in you that you give them. Amen. It's not just your works. It's not just your good intentions. It's not just your, your, your encouragement. But it's the preaching of the gospel where you grab the hand of the Father and you connect their hands together because of Jesus inside of you. Amen. The Bible says all creation yearns for the sons of righteousness to be revealed. Amen. It's time to remove the mask. And let the mark of God upon your life shine greatly so that people will know that you are a child of the Most High God. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we just give God praise? Amen.